You're listening to the Digital Remodeler Podcast. In each episode, we explore the latest trends, tools, and strategies for transforming your home remodeling business in the digital age. Join host Carl Willis, a seasoned home services digital marketing consultant, as he interviews industry experts, shares success stories, and provides actionable tips to help you stay ahead of the curve and build a successful and sustainable home remodeling business in today's ever-evolving market. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, this show is the ultimate guide to help you modernize your business and thrive in the digital world. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about best practices for data security with your home remodeling business's social media accounts. My name is Carl Willis. I'm the CEO and lead strategist at Remodeling Marketing Team, and I'm glad you've chosen to join us today. And today's topic is a little bit off of our normal range. Normally, we're going to talk marketing tips and sales tips, things to grow your business, but One of the things that's critical is protecting all of those digital assets. And so let me begin by just giving you a a little story here that a couple of horror stories, if you will, uh, just to give you some food for thought. About a year ago, we had a client whose uh, personal Facebook account was compromised. Uh, The people who compromised that account ended up sending out pornography all over the place Uh, Their account got locked down and actually banned from Facebook. They were not able to recover that, uh, even trying to, uh, you know, plead their case through Facebook. And truth is, Facebook's kind of difficult to uh, get any help consistently. But here's where this gets really critical. It also locked them out of their business manager, uh, their Facebook business page, and their advertising account. Now, fortunately, they had other people in place as administrators for the Facebook business page and for the ad account, and so those things could still function. However, the business owner no longer had access to that. Another very recent case is a a business manager on Facebook was hijacked, and the hijackers began to run ads for e-commerce products on the credit card bill of the person being hijacked. In this case, it was women's stretch slacks. And here's what's interesting about that. Once that hijack was noted, uh, the hijackers had diminished the administrative rights of the business owner. And so there was no way for the business owner to recover that account. And so when they reached out to Facebook, Facebook resolved the issue, but it took 48 hours to regain control of those business assets. And by the time that had taken place, there had been thousands of dollars of fraudulent advertising charges run up. Uh, Credit card bills had hit. uh, So now they were having to dispute the credit card transaction, having to dispute the fraudulent ads, having to dispute uh, all of those things 
with Facebook. And of course, Facebook is the, the main one we're going to talk about here, but there certainly are other places where your online presence can be compromised. Your website is another big one. Uh, we have uh, software on all of our websites that track uh, intrusion attempts. And there are some days where my email looks like it just a, a scrolling screen of hacking attempts to a particular website where somebody is trying to force their way in. If they get control of that website, it, it can take weeks, if not months, to repair the damage. Obviously, we've heard about the large data breaches, uh, dealing with people's personal information and the steps you have to take to protect that as well. And so what we want to, to realize is that as much as we need this digital world to promote our brand, to engage with our prospects, to find new customers, to grow our business, we have to safeguard those pieces of digital real estate just like we would safeguard our home or our location of business, any of those types of things. And, and realize social media is such an essential part of our communication in today's world. Uh, it's not uncommon for a business to have sometimes a third, maybe half of their inbound new customer traffic coming from social media. People sending messages, see people uh, commenting on ad posts, uh, reaching out through click-to-call mechanisms. All of those things have become just an essential part of how we communicate day in and day out. But with each one of those tools, it does open up the opportunity uh, for somebody with bad intent to come in and really disrupt your businesses. And so we want to get into today is just some best practices that you need to follow that are going to help protect you more and more in today's digital economy. And one of the things we also want to to just really talk about is it's easy to get careless in these things and it's easy to let things slip by not having standard operating procedures that, that really detail how you handle your social media accounts, your website account, those kinds of things. And by the same token, also not training your people in those same things. And so let's go through some, some best practices here. Uh, the first thing is use strong passwords. You know, it used to be 10, 20, <laughs> 20 is probably the better range. Uh, where we would pick a password we could easily remember. And we would use that password everywhere in every location. Why? Because it was easy to remember. The problem is, is as businesses have been compromised and data has been compromised, those passwords have been released out to uh, lots of dark places where people can try to use those for hacking attempts. I have an email address that I've had for coming up on 21, 22 years now. Uh, that email address has been leaked in so many data breaches, it's not funny. Um, you know, even the federal government here in the United States got hacked, and uh, they had to buy me a identity theft protection service for three years as part of their settlement 
for that data breach. So part of what uh, you want to realize is, is the days of easy passwords is gone. You need to come up with strong passwords, and a strong password is going to use a combination of capital letters, small case letters, numbers, and special characters, pound signs, asterisks, uh, things like that. Uh, ideally, the longer the password is, the better. Um, I now currently set all of my passwords to 18 characters. So even if a person is using a script to try and figure out the password, it is going to take them a long time to break that password. The other thing that I do is I update passwords on a regular basis. So the question becomes, well, how do you keep track of things like that? There's a couple ways you can do that. You can always go the safest way is old school. You get a three-ring notebook or a spiral notebook, and you write each of those passwords down, and you keep them offline. Nobody's going to be able to hack it if it's sitting in your desk drawer in a notebook. But that's not really practical. Uh, in today's world, there are programs you can use to maintain your passwords. Now, the interesting part is some of those programs, like LastPass, uh, have had their own issues, uh, but they are certainly, uh, for, for most users, going to be adequate. Uh, we actually use LastPass. We have a HardPass master password on it. And since their, their data breach of uh, about a year ago, they've, they've uh, changed up their authentication practices, and that's uh, made a big difference. Second piece of that, it, besides that strong password, is use two-factor authentication. Two-factor authentication means that not only do you have to enter your password, but then there is a secondary step that is apart from the, the location that you are signing in with. So the, the two most common and probably the, the best, <clears throat> excuse me, two-factor authentications, one is to use an authenticator app on your phone uh, like Google Authenticator. That's the one that, that we use here. Uh, what that does is it changes up a, a series of numbers on a regular basis, about every uh, 45 seconds to a minute, <clears throat> excuse me, that code is going to change, and that code is assigned to the particular website that you're using two-factor authentication with. That one works really well. Uh, the backup to that is to have a text sent to your mobile device uh, where you get a confirmation code and then you enter that code into your computer. Now, depending on the type of computer you use, you may have some built-in things, like on a, a Mac, for example, if you start to sign into an Apple account, it's going to pop up a notification on your Mac that says, is this you, and here's the number, or it will point you to your iPhone and give you that number. But two-factor authentication with a strong password is your best practice across the board. Make sure that, that the password is strong. Make sure you change it up. If you know there's been data compromised somewhere, you get the email or the letter notifying you that, hey, uh, your data may have been accessed during this event, uh, then what you're going to want to do is just change up that password. But then use that two-factor authentication so that you're getting a notification if anyone tries to access that piece of social media real estate.
or your website or uh, anything of that nature. <clears throat> now, let me say this with Facebook in particular. If you're operating a Facebook business manager, you can also require two-factor authentication for any users on that Google business profile. Uh, or not Google business profile, excuse me, Facebook business manager. Getting my, my uh, places confused. Now, talking about Google, you can also put two-factor authentication on your, your ads accounts and other Google properties, and of course, we would strongly recommend that. But I do want to make you aware of the business manager piece of that within Facebook. A lot of people overlook that. It's a feature that, that wasn't always there, but now you can require everybody who has access to that business manager to have two-factor authentication. It's not absolutely foolproof, but it's your best line of defense. The next most important thing is limiting access to social media accounts. Make sure that those who are registered to access those social media accounts are people that you know, people you employ, people you've contracted with, but you know who that individual is. And if you have a change in uh, staff, if you have a change in service providers, go ahead and update those social media accounts, remove those old profiles so that they can't be used to access the account. We find oftentimes when we take on new clients that there are old vendors, old employees that have access to those accounts. In fact, here recently, about a year ago, uh, we had a client who had terminated an employee and that employee had the master access to the social media accounts and actually had slated those to be shut down and we caught that before that took place. Make sure if you're using social media software, if you're using a, a, an aggregator, a, a Hootsuite type program that allows you to post to multiple accounts simultaneously, that you're keeping that software up to date. Obviously, beware of social media scams. Anybody that's sending you a link to click and you don't know what that link is, don't click it. Don't fall for it. It's an easy way to compromise your account. It's an easy way to have everything hijacked. It's an easy way for you to be embarrassed when uh, that hacker begins to send stuff out that uh, is not complimentary to you, your family, or your business. So beware of those social media scams. Beware of anything asking you for money, asking you for logins. Uh, beware of those phishing things that look official but aren't official. Well, the quickest things you can do right now when we talk about social media scams, one of the current scams is emails that say they are from Meta and that your account is at risk because you have been posting inappropriate content and they want you to click a link to respond to the allegation. Well, that's not actually from Meta. That's not actually from Facebook. And one of the quickest ways you can determine that is if you will hover over the link in the email, you will see what that link actually goes to. Or if you hover over the email sender information in your email program, it will show you the actual email address of the sender, and you can see that it's not from Facebook, it's not from Meta, it is generally from some other address, hero.something or other, or they might include Meta or Facebook, but it's meta or Facebook dot something else, and then the domain. So be very 
aware of that. We're seeing a lot of that on our client accounts right now. Uh, these spoof emails from Facebook, from Google, from other places, be very aware of that. And then if you see something suspicious, obviously you're going to want to report that to the social media platform. Send a screenshot, forward the email to their reporting inbox, you know, do whatever you need to do to report those things. Now, one of the things you're going to want to do within your business is train your employees on best practices with social media. So all of these things we just discussed, you really want to have an SOP that outlines those same things for employees who are using your social media accounts, your website, your systems, so that everybody is doing the same thing. And it's probably a good idea for you to have somebody auditing those practices on a fairly consistent basis, making sure all the settings are right, everybody's using two-factor authentication, everybody's using strong passwords. Uh, all of those things are going to be critical, and you need to monitor how your social media is being used. Now, remember, one of the things that is going to help give your prospects and your customers a good sense of trust with you is the way you manage social media accounts. If they see that you're sloppy with the way you're handling your social media accounts and the security of those accounts, it's going to give them a reason not to trust you as their contractor, as their home remodeling company. And so maintaining a good, solid social media presence, keeping that safe, is one of the things that's going to help you protect your image in the marketplace and to give people that, that better sense of, of security about you. Remember, people do business with those that they know, like, and trust. And so by doing these things, you're going to raise the trust factor of those who do business with you. So let's just recap those here really quick. Number one, use strong passwords and two-factor authentication. Ideally, in, in some of these social media accounts, you're going to be able to actually set up multiple uh, modes of two-factor authentication, and I would recommend that. Google Authenticator, uh, a text with a code, uh, those are great ways to do that. Again, limit access to your social media accounts. Know who has access. If you have people who no longer work for you that have had access, be sure and remove those folks uh, when they are no longer at your service. Uh, keep your social media software up to date if you're doing cross-posting with some of the platforms out there. Be aware of those scams. That, that one's just, I can't emphasize that one enough. Spoofers and hackers are getting much better at what they do, and some things look extremely legitimate, and if you, you start clicking links, you're going to be in trouble. Best practice is sign into the social media account uh, that is in question, and you'll see in the notifications if that's actually a legitimate uh, communication with you because it will be echoed within that social media account. And then again, always report suspicious activity on your social media accounts so those things can be dealt with as well. So again, these are just some tips for you. We, we went a little off of our normal beaten path, not talking marketing today, not talking sales today but talking website and social media security. And uh, last thing I'll give you on your website, 
Uh, if you're using WordPress in particular, there are several good plugins you can use to really secure those websites. We use both WordFence and Securi. Uh, both of those are great uh, platforms and programs. Uh, they do a great job of, of protecting your websites and will help you really thrive in today's crazy, hacker, crazy environment. Anyway, uh, that concludes this episode. My name is Carl Willis with Remodeling Marketing Team. And if you've not scheduled a strategy session with us, we would love to take a look at what you're doing and see how we can best serve you to help you grow your home remodeling business. Talk to you again soon.